Moth greets all of you. She says, well, it was an interesting night. I just, I'm going to hold my, my finger up to her lips <laughs> or her mask lips. We know it was a rough night, Moth. We were all there. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) The ghost event, which, by the way, I might add, I I did say was a bad thing. Ghosts are bad. They are real. (laughs) You do find a sign among the collapsed hut that just says Jax. Ain't much to see here. And, well, he's either alive or he ain't. There's some strange markings in a tree nearby. Well, why don't we ask the tree what happened to it? Huh? Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cash just makes a big movement and casts Zone of Truth. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she says, you'll be very careful in these next few moments. You will not ask more than you need right now. Siggy looks at Moth, and she says, What did you do with the Nilbog trumpet? And Moth looks at her, and then she looks at Cash, and she says, We're done here. Yes, this this whole place has been about living with nature. It seems very out of place that they were attacked by machines. It, It does not make sense. And before you is a glowing, floating ghost in a purple robe with a smooth face. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Best from afar and far from the best. But it's better than good. It's good, better quest. Dungeon Master David Hallman. With me, as always, are my friends to play an internet game of Dungeons and Dragons for your entertainment. That's the new intro. You have to do it every time. <laughs> We're doing it live. So, previously on Dragon Ball Z, you guys went investigating into the East Woods to try and find Jax the Iguana. When you got there, you found a tree and a collapsed hut. The tree had markings in it. That you determined were mechanical in nature. Cash cast Zone of Truth after talking to the tree that had the marks in it and learning that the person who did it looked an awful lot like Moth. Cash initiated an interrogation against Moth in this Zone of Truth where Moth threateningly said not to ask too far. She so far proved her innocence and then Siggy asked what Moth did with the Nilbog trumpet, and that was one question too far. You went further into the woods to come to the Eastwoods Pavilion, I guess, let's call it. Uh, kind of a Swiss Family Robinson area, except destroyed. 
while investigating it. <laughs> what? Just it was a Swiss Family Robinson sort of thing, except destroyed. <laughs> It was a Swiss Family Robinson. It was, thing. it was a Swiss Family Robinson thing meets Hurricane Harvey. Imagine Gilligan's Island if everything were wrecked. Yes. Imagine Gilligan's Island if they were all dead. <laughs> Imagine lost but no survivors. Well, technically, yeah. Spoilers. And yet, somehow, it's still seven seasons. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a ghost monster chasing a polar bear for seven seasons. Yeah, that's that's the whole... A smoke monster, that, not ghost honestly, monster. No. Honestly, that sounds way better than what it wound up being. I feel like smoke monster chasing ghosts got really good back again at, like, season five. <laughs> season four was a real letdown of smoke monster versus ghost. <laughs> but anyway, right when Moth uh, got out of a ritual casting of some spell, a fucking ghost wizard showed up and i told you guys to roll for initiative so let's let's roll initiative all right got a nat so got a nat one on an initiative 19 Woo. i got a 15 all right so moth got a nat 20 but the ghost wizard also got a nat 20 Wow. Because they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room to get wait? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Moth has a higher deck, so she's going to go. She is looking at this thing, and she says, That's no ghost. And. She is going to cast Magic Missile. It auto-hits. Does she cast Magic Missile on the darkness? They attack the darkness. That's a lot of dice. <laughs> it's all D4s, though. 16 damage to the ghost as she, uh, she points her finger at it like a, a, you know, a hand pistol, and she goes, pew, 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 and six darts come flying out of her hand and hit the ghost wizard. Yardy turns to her very indignantly and goes, that's my thing! <laughs> she says, call a cop! <laughs> <laughs> the ghost wizard is actually going to run at Yardy. Or, sorry, fly at Yardy. Oh, no. And I need you to make a charisma saving throw. He's very charismatic. It's fine. That's an eight. Well. <laughs> okay, guys. The wizard disappears. You saw it run at Yardy, and then when it hit him, it just... <laughs> and it was gone. Nolan, Nolan your Yardy is possessed. Yardy is possessed by the wizard ghost. I, I don't know why I'm being, I was going to be secretive about it. Like it's, whew. So on your turn, Nolan, you are going to have to be used for the wizard ghost. Well, luckily I am at the absolute dregs of the bottom of initiative. So hopefully someone can get this goddamn ghost out of me. No one else knows 
that that's what's happened because y'all haven't seen this shit before. Durak, you're you're next. Is there any way that I can roll to see if I if I if Durak can intuit what just happened? Because it seems to me that if a ghost is flying at a person and then disappears inside the person, that it would be like, okay, that person's got a ghost in them now. Like the same way pouring water into a cup, you know? Give me an insight check. Uh, okay, okay. Um, Alright, nine. Mm. No. Damn. I, it's, it's, especially Durak, you know. No, I get it, I get being, it. Being, yeah, just kind of like, where'd it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do anything else? Um, He's just going to say, Yardy. And that's it, because, I mean, he just wants to try to get, he, he wants to know what's up. He wants to know what just, what just happened. Siggy looks around and she is also confused in her steel defender. She says, did it, did it just go invisible? What, what's happening? Um, and she, uh, she touches Cherry, uh, and casts Branding Smite on it so that it will deal some radiant damage on her next turn where she, uh, attacks with it. Cash Black! After knowing what happened with Durak last time, I am going to cast Heroism onto Durak, which means he is now imbued with bravery and he's immune to being frightened. And he's also going to gain four temporary hit points. Yeah, so especially after seeing this uh, ghost disappear seemingly into around Yardi, I just run up and touch Durak on the shoulder. I'm like, not again, bud. They're not alone this time, okay? We're gonna be good. We're gonna be fine. Yardi, on your turn, it's strange. You feel something physical touching your arms to make you aim your pistol at uh, Moth. Like, you you feel as though something is actually attached to you, moving your arms how it wants. You can speak and see the same. Yardi looks at Moth and says, Okay, listen, I don't like you, but I'm not pointing my gun at you. This, this is not... This is not me doing this. I feel as if I'm being... Pointed. You mean attack, my dude. That's a 21. Oh, man. That's just a hit, actually. Alright, roll that beautiful bean damage. 11. You discharge your weapon directly at Moth, and it, like, it, it hits her arm, and she goes, Fuck! Ow! Ow! Okay, um... Yardi's been possessed. Great. Fantastic. Wait. No, he can't be possessed. It's Moth's turn. And she says, He can't be possessed. That's not undead. I was just casting Detect Undead. I really thought someone would get more surprised by that. Um, so, so that means that there's an invisible man just pushing me around. Well, hold on. Hold on. It's, hold on. It's Moth's turn. I have two attacks. Can I do, like, a strength check or something with her her saying that? 
I will give you this. Give me, uh, we'll do a strength contest. Oh, this thing is not strong. All right, you don't have to do much. 18. Okay, it rolled a five minus two. (laughs) You rip yourself free from this grip and spout like sprouting out from you in a wave of fog and some electrical shocks you see the ghost wizard reforming in place behind you give me a quick perception check just yardy 19 okay for a split second before you see the wizard again, you see some strange flying object. Yardy calls out to everybody. Does it disappear again, or is it just... It's the wizard again. Okay. Yardy calls out to everybody and says, I, I'm, I'm sorry I let it pull my trigger, but I don't think it's going to happen again. Please get this thing off of me. No, it's off of you. Get it away from me. There we go, yeah. All right, Moth's turn. Moth sees the thing, uh, and she is... <sighs> You're standing too close for her to cast Fireball. Um... <laughs> I mean, his tail is already on fire. It's probably That's... fine. It's probably not. <laughs> she flicks her wrist, and from her bracer comes her, uh, her dagger... And she runs towards this thing. When she flicks her wrist and the dagger comes out, you hear it make a hum. And it's beautiful. And it's almost like the blade is singing. She runs and she takes a swing at the wizard behind Yardy. Okay, let's see. Okay, that's a hit probably. Yes. All right. So she deals... Four from that. She deals some damage to it. You see venom come out of the blade as she strikes. And it cuts through the incorporeal form of this thing. But you hear it hit something solid uh, when she hits it. And she says, don't trust it. It's not as it seems. It's Ghost Wizard's turn. Ghost Wizard looking around pretty pissed off it's gonna look down at its feet it's gonna sculpt the spell and it's gonna cast fireball wait I don't know why I'm rolling Uh, I need everybody to give me (laughs) dexterity saving throws oh I know why I'm rolling because I'm rolling for everyone else in here 23 17 9 9 Okay. 17 actually saves Durak. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Durak, the unfireable ball. Un- I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, it's the second fireball I've saved against. Yeah. Uh, are you raging? Uh, yes. <laughs> so you're going to take half of this half damage. Uh, give me just a second to roll all these dice on a roll generator. So I'm picking half Oof. of half, huh? Yeah, half of half. So, Yardy, you're taking 32. Cash, you're taking 16. Direct, you're taking 8. Fire damage. Moth's not 
super happy about that. Where are you at health-wise, Yardy? Not good. Okay. Okay. Durak. Yeah, Durak charges forward, uh, and he's growling fire. When he uh, uh, swings his axe uh, over his head, and he gets advantage because it's a reckless attack. And uh, so I get a 14. That's a hit. All right, a 14. And that's going to be for... Okay, I'm going to do this for seven slashing damage and uh, uh, one fire damage. And then and then I got my second attack, and I'm going to roll 25, which definitely hits. And... I'm gonna do nine damage. Siggy sees the monster again, rides over on uh, on Sherry over towards it. She gives it a smack uh, with the steel defender doing what is that? Force empowered rend. Attack. That is 13 plus 4, 17. That's a hit. So it's gonna do 1d8 force damage. Plus 2d6 radiant. Damn, that's an 8. So she dealt 14 damage that turn. Cash. You know, what? Yardy and Moth both notice that there's some, like, object within this. Does, would Cash know that there's, like, a metal-y object floating? Like, would I have heard it when? I I think you would have heard it, but I I don't know if you would have... Put two and two to give me an insight check. Okay. Moth did just, warn just them. Ten or higher. What it seems. Yeah. Uh, insight. Just, just ten or higher. It's a thirteen. Okay. Yeah. No. You you put it together. You don't know where exactly in the illusion it is, but. So I know there's some metal object. Yeah, some metal object in there. I cast heat metal. I cause an object to glow red hot. Any creature within physical contact of this object takes 2d8 fire damage. And as long as someone's still in contact with it, I can continue to cause damage every for every one of my turns. Do you have to see it? No. <laughs> what do these components mean? I don't... No, no, no. Like, like does, it, does it say... Uh, blank blank that you can see within something feet. That I can see within range, up to 60 feet. Choose a manufactured metal object that you can see within range. Fuck it. I like this idea too much to it weigh is it good. down with that. It's fine. Okay, so it needs to make a, what was it, constitution? No, it doesn't make a save, because it's just a metal ball. I mean, you think this would just be me heating up like someone's <sighs> sword Fuck. or someone's armor, so they don't Does make- it yeah, does it does it take damage on your turn or on its turn? When I cast the spell, any creature in physical contact with this object takes 2d8 when I cast the spell. And until the spell ends, which is up to a minute, I can use my bonus action on each subsequent turn to cause damage again. As long as it's still in contact. Roll that damage. Two. Alright, five damage. <laughs> So, it begins to glow. You you see, the chest of the the ghost wizard begin to glow red, and suddenly this image of the the ghost begins to flicker, and fade, 
and then it's just gone. And in front of you is just this glowing red orb that kind of fizzles again. And there's a just some sort of floating metal automaton with four propellers over the top of it and a large underneath it a large arm that's got like you know those uh excavators for digging dirt it looks like it's got an arm with one of those on it underneath it and that's what you see yardy yardy i imagine all of his whiskers are smoking due to having just been caught on fucking fire <laughs> absolutely so he he looks at this floating ball and just goes, I am so over ghosts! And he, <laughs> he makes two attacks on it. Uh, the first, right. he's going to expend a grit point, and he's going to use a dead eye shot, which means I gain advantage on this attack. Sweet! Uh, I get a nat 20 on one of my Shit, rolls. yeah. Do you want me to do that, or do you want me to roll for my second attack, too? Roll the damage, and let's see what happens. Okay. Because it's, it's, you're, are you using, I forgot to ask, your, your pistol or your blunderbuss? Pistol. Okay. Pistol is how many die? It is a D10. Okay, so it's it's going to be 10 plus whatever you roll. Spicy. That is a 22 total on the first shot. Because you, you added your... Uh... Yeah, so is it 10 yeah, yeah, plus yeah. 9 plus 3? Okay, cool. It's it's still up, but like you can see metal. Like you, you see the bullet physically impact this thing and make a dent... In something, it it kind of struggles to keep hovering, but it's still up. So he's gonna he's gonna use another grit point, and he is going to use a dazing shot on his second attack. That's only a thirteen to hit. That's still a hit. Okay, so now it has to make a con saving throw. Thirteen. That does not pass. Oh shit! It's a fourteen to pass. So he or it uh, suffers disadvantage on all attacks until the end of its turn. No, uh, t- until the end of their next turn. Shit. And I also deal uh, another 13 damage. All right. Yardy is going to action surge. <clears throat> he has oh, shit. One more bullet left in his chambers. So he is going to attack again. That is only an 11. That is still a hit. Okay. He is going to deal another 9 damage. Fucking describe to me the dirty deed. <laughs> okay, so Yardy, after losing one shot on Moth and then getting blown up by a ghost and then having Cash just immolate it until it's a ball that's also a ghost, which is just the most horrifying thing that could happen to Yardy. <laughs> this is this is his nightmare. He turns around and sees his, his target practice. He just, just starts unloading. One, two, three. He hits the last shot. The ball explodes. One single tear comes and puts out the fire on his whiskers. (laughs) And he looks at Cash and he says, I have done something that I thought was indescribable. I have killed a ball ghost. I I have shamed myself today. (laughs) And he begins to reload his his gun one barrel at a time. And he he just walks over to Cash and, and smolders for a little bit. Durak is pulling, like, small pieces of shrapnel out of his arm. Yeah. Where, at the last minute, he threw it up in front of his face. He's, it's just all over. He's got it, in, like, in his belly and, like, in his in his arm. None of it's too awful. It's just stuck there. And uh, 
he um he's he just starts laughing and uh it's disconcerting and uh he gets to laughing like real real hard and he kind of stumbles over to yardy and um and he puts his arm like right over around yardy's shoulder and he's laughing he's laughing and his full weight is on yardy then sort of just as soon as it started he uh sort of shakes out of it and stands back up and uh, brushes himself off, and you hear like little metal like tinkling against the rocks on the ground. <laughs> he goes, "That was that was good shooting, Yardy." I imagine it's like you, you know when you shave your beard and you just you find hairs all over you for yeah. days. Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine. Yeah, that's how it is, but with shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yardy appreciates the compliment, but I think. After about a second of having Durak's full weight on his shoulder, he kind of he collapses a little bit, and then kind of just like <laughs> looks at him like, "I did my best. I did. I did my best for the situation, but I told you, ghosts are bad." Moth walks over with Siggy over to the remains of this mechanical thing, and they're looking at it. And Siggy says, "Have you ever seen anything like this?" Moth says, never. It's incredible. Siggy puts her hand, her gauntlet on it, and it glows for a minute. And she says, this is so weird. You guys, there's like 16 different spells in this thing. Like the thing itself isn't magic. It's There's 16 spells. She slams her gauntlet on the top of it and it cracks open like a fucking walnut and she pulls this large crystal out of it and she says it's just got a whole bunch of spells in it it's just got spells in it there's like cords attached to it that still attached to the uh the shell of the thing she rips them off she's salivating looking at this thing and moth uh, reaches over for it and says, all right, calm down, dear. And Siggy actually slaps her hand and says, no, okay? You got your things. Let me have this. And you can see she's real fucking psyched at this. And Moth says, okay, well, she can have that. The real question is why? <laughs> also, how? <laughs> Durek says, what? (laughs) (laughs) And who? And why is Gamora? Yardy Yardy is very dazed from having only 7 HP left and goes, where? Where are we? Cash pats Yardy on the shoulder and casts Cure Wounds. (laughs) Just because who knows what's gonna pop out of the ground next. Uh, So you gain, oh, six. (laughs) Six hit points back, buddy. That's can all I get? Can I do my second win too, David? Sure. Okay. Oh, thank God. That was a 10. So I get 15 back too. Nice. So Moth looks at all of you and, and she just says, I don't. I have no idea what's going on right now. I, I was detecting undead. I detected none. If it appeared right you know, when I was finishing that up, it would still have shown up. 
It's some sort of mechanical ball. The ball itself is not magical, but something inside of it has the potential for magic. You see Siggy screwing around with it, and at one point, it starts to glow purple, and she says, fascinating. And then all around it is the ghost wizard again, but her hand is is like up inside it like it's a puppet. And Siggy says, huh, major illusion or major image. Yardi walks over to Siggy in her uh, trance-like state, I imagine, investigating this thing. Oh, yeah. Are you able to follow its path? Or could could you find where this came from or, or who made it? Could Could you set us up a way to trace it back to where we could find its origins? She looks at it. She flicks it with her gauntlet. And she licks it. <laughs> <laughs> and like when she licks it like when her, her tongue is away from it you see like just a couple sparks uh, fly off and she says give me six hours oh thank god I was hoping you would say something like that and Yardy <laughs> Yardy just like finds an empty patch and just lays down she says no no no, no. we gotta go back to the town I need resources I need I need things she is so excited. Cash chimes in. Uh, I agree. We need to go back to town because, one, there's no one else here. And two, why these animals? What is... Not to say they're not special. I mean, awakened animals, cool, whatever. But why? What is... What did they have that this... Someone would make this contraption to come here and get what is so valuable about talking dogs other than the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me that, you know, casting a spell to awaken an animal is not an uncommon thing. It's not, you know, we have druids, we have rangers. What? about these animals is causing all of this. I think we need to get to the bottom of that. Moth agrees. And she, but before walking away, she points at the arm underneath it, and she points at one of the things, uh, one of those marks in the ground, and she says, I think we've got a match. And it's the excavator arm matches those slashes on the ground. And she opens it really quick, and when she opens it, it's almost telescopic, like it gets bigger. And she says, Huh, I'm following you, Cash. I don't- it doesn't make sense to me either. Are there any traces of anything? Can I look at that excavator arm and see if there's any traces of something that it grasped or was after, or that it had? I mean, you definitely- uh, give, give me an investigation check. Okay. Oh, as we all know, I'm incredible at investigation. Are you? <laughs> yes. No, it's a 17. <laughs> okay. When you look in there, you do see, like, dirt and oil and things like that. Uh, but in the dirt and oil on the hard metal surface, you also see 
claw marks of of all sorts and you you start to get the impression that this is what held animals at some point siggy is already walking back the way you came yeah it's there's nothing left there's nothing left for us here uh unfortunately we need to head back to town we need to i don't know how helpful the mayor is but i think we need to have a very serious conversation with the dart and Doug, maybe, or I don't know. I don't. I. I'm very tired. Um, you know, it's a lot of work being this brave all the time. <laughs> when I feel like shit inside, so I'm gonna go drink a couple bowls of water and uh, recover <laughs> from this. Durak has put two and two together and realized that this uh, automaton is swooping in, picking up puppy dogs with its big, scary arm, is just violently angry about it, uh, and uh, and stews on that all the way back to town. Yardy, while they're getting up and leaving, attempts to go sit on the back of Cherry, like a cat would. Yeah. Um, I imagine that does not go over well with Cherry. <laughs> no. Uh, she that boxing glove tongue comes back out <laughs> and pops you off. <laughs> Yardy stands up after that and straightens out his whiskers, and he does the staring at you eyes again at Cherry. And he, <laughs> he walks next to Cash the entire way back to town. I think Siggy, or I think, uh, I think Yardy is definitely upset about these animals being taken. But he's also just burnt to a crisp and frayed. He's he's stressed out from the previous two days, so I think he's just ready to get back to town and have a nice cat nap. You get back to town, and meeting you right towards the edge is Miles. And he looks at you guys, and he's going crazy, like his... his tail is wagging and he's he can't stand still and he says you guys you guys we lost someone else we we lost so james is missing now james is the one missing we can't find james anywhere james the the attendant for the memorial valley yeah yeah that guy he's gone we don't know where he went i don't know where he went i couldn't see him anymore i went there earlier today and he wasn't there we gotta go tell the mayor Okay. But I want to tell you guys first because you're my best friends. Cash pulls a piece of cheese out of his pocket <laughs> and Sana like flicks it to Miles like that, thanks that kid. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, that distracts him for a good bit. He's just, just chewing on that cheese. Moth says well, shit. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have a lot to talk to the mayor about. Oh, no time like the present. Yeah. Well, and if if he wasn't sweating before, he's going to be sweating now. <laughs> you guys head back to Town Hall. His receptionist is not uh, outside, but it's, you know, not uncommon. That didn't stop us before, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, you're just outside his door, uh, and Moth... Uh, walks forward and opens the door and she says, Mayor Buford, we have some news. 
the rest of you I the rest of you follow, yes? Yes. yes. Yeah. When you get in, Mayor Buford is not there. And his his dear receptionist comes running uh, from somewhere else in the town hall and says, Have you seen Mayor Buford? I haven't seen him since his address this morning. Yardy gives her a very serious look and he wants to see if he can follow the mayor's tracks. Um, if he walked back into the office after his address, he wants to see if he can find signs of where he went. Give me an investigation check. Do you, as a tabaxi, do you do you get advantage on like perception checks that involve smell? No? Not that not that I know of. I think it would be called keen senses. I have proficiency in perception and stealth. Okay. It, it would actually be let's let's say perception uh, instead of investigation. I keep using investigation. Okay. Um, that's good because I have plus five in perception. That's a fourteen. Alright. What about you, direct? Uh twenty-four. Okay. You're both like trying to find any sign. The signs do lead to his office, and you already you're able to pick that up. But then, Durak, you're able to find something else. You see boot prints. Very faint, but you, you do see them. And you don't know anyone in town that would wear boots. And you see them going towards a bookshelf. And then they stop. Well, uh, Durak is standing outside of the book bookcase, uh, puzzled. Not only does he not know where the footprints went, he's now confronted with a bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, this just went from a puzzle to a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Cash sees Durak... You know, following are the boot are the footprints are the footprints boot footprints visible like like with cash like upon watching direct like kind of like see them and if you point them out yes okay. like you you can notice them it, it it's like uh you can see footprints on a freshly cleaned floor you know right if you're looking for them you can see them yeah okay uh. I'm, I just see Durak standing in front of these books like, oh boy. Oh god. Uh, I cast Detect Magic on the bookshelf. You cast Detect Magic and nothing comes... How far far is it? 30 feet? Uh, it's 30 feet, yeah. Nothing comes from the bookshelf but something does come from behind the bookshelf. Hmm. Cash is just like, well, let's. There's gotta be a way through this bookshelf. Let's look. Durek for... has his axe out and he's pulling the hat off of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's one way to do it. Give me. Let's try one thing. Can I do a perception check to see if I can tell a fancy if there's like a book that would be pressed or something that book doesn't look quite sure. like a real book. You say perception? Yeah. That's a 12. 
you don't you you don't see a book or anything like that, but you do see that uh, on on the bottom, uh, the shelf is raised a little bit, and you can tell it's on wheels. Durak, grab the other side of the bookshelf. I think we can pull this out. Done. So we just trying to unwedge this thing <laughs> out of the wall. It, it moves like super easy. These are some smooth casters on this fucking bookshelf. We're trying to grip it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes. It, it goes right into the mayor's office and just. <laughs> it's like when you think it's gonna be like really heavy and you put way too much and all of a sudden you, no, you just throw it into the air okay so <laughs> whoops the daisy well right right behind the bookshelf with your detect magic there is a glowing square of the wall and and yardy and and you know everyone else you just see wall behind this bookshelf but cash you see a perfect square of blue light. Uh, Cash goes towards it, not close enough. I don't want to touch it. Cash doesn't want to touch this thing. He's had enough adventure uh, <laughs> for for this time, and looks at Moth and says, "Moth, Moth, there's something. This square. It's it's my I my detect magic. There's something going on here. What what is it? What can you please help?" She flicks her wrist. Her bracer crossbow expands and she shoots a bolt right past your ear and it goes right through the wall. And she says, I think it's an illusory wall. And she walks through it and you hear kind of echoey from the other side. Yep, I was right. Durak wonders why they couldn't just walk through the bookcase then. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. This episode edited by Nolan Lacey. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>